Alright, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It is LJ Talks Facts right here. Gonna spit some facts like always. It is, well, about midnight right here. You know, this happened a couple hours ago, and I'm still very excited. I'm very pumped up, and I'm ready to go. The New York Islanders, my New York Islanders, have clinched a playoff spot. They have clinched a playoff spot. And I, 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 I still can't believe it. I still can't believe it, to be honest. I really can't. It doesn't feel real. This team right now has 99 points. They're second place in the Metro, uh, Metropolitan Division. Sitting three points behind Washington. With three games to go, a chance to get home advantage in the playoffs. This is crazy. What a season. What a ride. They got three more games to go. You know, it's time to finish the season strong before going into the playoffs. Because we're either going to face Pittsburgh or Carolina. Personally, I'd rather Carolina. But, you know, they're going to be tough as well. You know what I mean? They'll be just as tough as Pittsburgh. Is Pittsburgh... Well, Pittsburgh doesn't look like Pittsburgh this season. You know what I mean? Like, Pittsburgh's usually like a juggernaut that will, like, roll through everybody. They're not like that anymore. I remember those days where the Islanders just couldn't touch Pittsburgh. And they were... What was their record against them this year? Like, 2-1-1. One one, so, still 2-2, two two, basically. You know what I mean? So, let's see, they were 3-1-0 and and against Carolina, so, yeah, well, when it comes down to playoffs, it doesn't matter how you do against the team in the regular season, all it comes down to is the playoffs. But, other than that, getting back to the Islanders, this has been an amazing season. You know, I had a lot of uh, low expectations for this team. You know, I haven't ripped on the team like, you know, these NHL insiders did before the season started. Saying they were going to be in last place and everything. I didn't think they were going to be... Excuse me, I'm a little bit, you know, a little bit tired. But I'm going to get through this. You know, these Angel insiders were saying they were going to finish in last place and everything. The Metropolitan Division. Some saying they were going to be last in the Eastern Conference. They were going to be bad. The goaltending was going to be bad. The defense was going to be bad. You know, all that BS. You know what I mean? I mean, I expected us to be, like, bad... But I wouldn't expect us to be like I didn't expect us to be like last place, you know what I mean? Like these angel insiders were saying. I didn't expect last place. I just expected us to be bad. But this team really proved me wrong. Seriously. I just I give so much props to this team right now. I love this team. You know, I've I've loved this team since I was a kid. You know. Since the day I was born, I've loved this team. I you know, I just I feel like I'm about to tear up right now because the way this team is. And I swear, like, I've been, um, let's see, I've been alive for 19 years. I'm going to be 19 in July. So this team has been in the playoffs. How many times have I been alive? One, two, three, four, let's see, five, six, seven. So they've been in the playoffs seven times. They've only won one playoff round. I got to say, this team feels like the most special. It feels like the most special. You know why? Because there wasn't any expectations that they were going to make it. It just didn't feel like there was any expectations at all that they would make the playoffs at all. You know, it's so much of an upgrade than last year with the you know the head coaching and the GM. You know, last year Doug Wade was the Islanders head coach, and Garth Snow was the GM as well. This season, Lamarillo is our GM, and Barry Trotz our head coach. Just how you think of that going into the season? That's a huge upgrade, but you still look at the team and you're kind of like. 
you kind of think of that. You kind of think, can Barry Trotz coach this team? And can Lamarillo be a really good GM with this team? You know what I mean? But I could say it did all start when Lula Lamarillo became the president of hockey operations for the Islands back in May, like mid-May, I think it was. I was like, all right, we got a three-time Stanley Cup winning GM. Who knows what he's doing? He did three times with the Devils. You know, he's with Toronto, too, for a while, and he did pretty good over there, even though yeah, the Leafs didn't make the cup at all. But still, you know, he did pretty good over there in Toronto. Very successful GM and everything. He's a smart guy. And then I think it was, oh, geez, let me try to think what day it was. It was June 5th, the greatest, one of the greatest days in Islander history. He made himself the GM and fired Guard Snow and Doug Waite. And I'll, I'll say this. Guard Snow was a very bad GM, but he wasn't as worse as Mike Milbury. Mike Milbury was terrible. He's the worst Islanders GM in history, Mike Milbury. Guard Snow was bad. You know, he was bad, but Guard Snow's last good move was getting us Jordan Eberle. That was his last good move. That was like his last ever... Well, it wasn't his last ever move, but still, it was his last good move. You know what I mean? It was one of his good moves. You know, one of Garth Snow's worst moves ever was signing Rick DiPietro to was either a 15-year or 16-year contract back in the 06-07 season. That's something I'll never understand. I don't mean to go off topic. How do you sign a goaltender for 15 or was it 15 or 16 years, whatever it was, back in 06-07 when DiPietro had been around, been around for a while. You know, his first couple of years he was down the minors and he was up. He was kind of up there. He was up and down, like, you know. He wasn't officially the main goaltender till 0304. And then 0405 they had the lockout. Then 0506 he was a goaltender. So basically he was the full goaltender of the Islands for two seasons. You know what I mean? Got us to the playoffs the first time. You know what I mean? He was a full time goaltender. I just uh, I never understand that. In his first year in that contract, he was good DiPietro. Don't get me wrong, I like DiPietro. I got nothing against him. I met him twice in person. Very nice guy. You know, he seems like, you know. He's kind of like, meh, but he's a nice guy, you know. Some guys just don't know how to show it, or some people don't know how to show it, but that's fine. I got no respect. I'm not trying to disrespect DiPietro. I got a lot of respect for him, you know. He's a goaltender. You know, most people my age grew up watching who are the fans that are my age, so. <laughs> but that's something I'll never understand still. Because, you know, his 06, 07 season, he was good, DiPietro, and... You know, after that, it was just a bunch of injury-plagued seasons, and that killed the Islanders. That was, like, one of Garth Snow's worst moves ever. I think they're still paying DiPietro. And Mike Milbury just traded away a bunch of prospects the Islanders could have had for the future. And one of those prospects, are, or two of those prospects, are, you know, two guys that are still playing in the league, Roberto Luongo and Zidane Chara. Still going strong, but, you know, enough about the GMs. Let's get back to Lula Morello and everything. Um... Well, let's get back to what I was saying about Lula Marilla and Barry Trotz, how they, you know, became such a big upgrade. And also with the head coaching position last season, with Doug Way's head coach, you know, and Lula Marilla fired him you know, on June 5th. You know, to be honest, I don't think Doug Way was that bad of a head coach, to be honest, because he almost got the Islands in the playoffs in 2016-2017 when they fired Capuano midseason. You know, Doug Way did all he could. You know, he was a guy that got fired up a lot. You know, he would fire up the team. You know, he was, he was a loud mouth, which I loved. You know, I feel like he was a scapegoat. Like, he was a scapegoat to the Islanders. Like, if he was still coaching the team, Doug Wade, I think they would still be where they're at. I believe that. If Garth Snow, then no. Garth Snow would just, he would fuck up this whole team. <laughs> Let's just be honest there. He would fuck up this whole team. 
So, I know it sounds a little bit radical, me saying, like, oh, yeah, Doug Way would get us to the playoffs. I mean, I believe he could. You know, I like Doug Way. I, met, I also met him one time, a very nice guy. Met him when he was on the phone. <laughs> it was weird. But, um, but you know, you know, you're up, you know, then they hired Barry Trotz. So, you just think of that upgrade, though. From last year, it was Garth Snow, Doug Way, to Lula Murillo, and Barry Trotz. Like I said, you got a three-time Stanley Cup winning GM in Lula Amarillo, and you got a Stanley Cup winning coach, Barry Drotz, who won the Stanley Cup last year with Washington. So you just think of that upgrade, it's like, wow. But then, you know, it almost seemed like the downfall of the Islands. Just when it almost seemed like this was the rising, it felt like the downfall started on July 1st when John Tavares decided to go play for his hometown team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm sorry if you hear that outside. That's a little bit of an intense moment here. That's just outside. There's, you know, fucking people driving around, driving like assholes, but it's whatever. <laughs> On July 1st, 2018, John Tavares decided to leave, and he went to Toronto. You know, it shocked us Islander fans. It really hurt. You know, to be honest, it hurt me because... Um. It just did, you know, growing up watching this guy, you know, he came into the league when I was nine years old and, you know, just seeing him play. I just loved this guy. You know, it was sad to see him walk out, you know, when the guy's there for so long and then he decides, you know, what, I don't want to come back. It's not like, you know, it's not like he, you know, try to like, let me see, let me see what I should say. Try to find the best way to say it. Like, okay, so the trade deadline the year before, if he wasn't committed to come back, Garcino should have said to him, Listen, John, if you're not going to come back next season, then just tell us, and we'll trade you. If you are going to come back next season, then you sign the extension. So you got two options. You leave, you get traded, or you sign an extension, and you stay here for probably the rest of your career. But, of course, Garth Snow is a fucking clown. Of course, he wouldn't do that. Lula Marilla would do that, but not Garth Snow's clown ass. And Tavares was saying, please don't trade me. Because they probably said we were going to trade you. I don't know what it was. I don't know if they said they were thinking of trading him. And he said, please don't trade me. So that kind of seemed like he was going to come back. And I was very confident he was going to come back. You know, once I heard Lula Marillo and Barry Trotz were in, it almost seemed like he was going to come back. And I wanted to believe. And I know they offered him seven years, 77 million, the Islanders. Oh, sorry, no, no, that was Toronto's offer. My bad, my bad. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to fuck that up. The Islands offered him eight years, eighty-eight million. So he took le- one less year and eleven less million dollars with Toronto. Like, I'm sorry about that. I got that fucked up. My bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ, don't kill me for that. I'm sorry. Oh man, but just that was one of the darkest days in Islands history. It just was. You know, he grew up watching this guy, and everything. You know, he was uh, very clutch for the team. But I say he's a snake. If he wasn't committed to come back to this team, he should have said on February 28th last year that I want to get traded, that I'm not coming back. You know what I mean? He should have just said that. And then everything could have went smoothly. He could have had a tribute video. Well, I mean, he did have a tribute video, but he could have had a tribute video where he was respected. You know what I mean? Like, I, like he would have had a tribute video where he was respected by the fans, including me. And I'm pretty sure he would have got a standing ovation and everything. And nobody would hate on him, and I, and I wouldn't either. You know what I mean? But he he fucked the Islanders. He fucked them. He should have said, I want to get traded. I'm not coming back. Just leave it at that. 
just leave it there. Maybe, maybe he was thinking, oh, maybe I'm going to stay and everything. Maybe he was committed that time. You know, he was talking about going back to Long Island and everything. But then, you know, come on. How, come on. Fucking, that just hurt so much, to be honest. It really did. But enough about him. When he went back, to, when he went to Toronto, you know, it was the biggest piece in our team right there. And, you know, the Islanders, they made some moves in free agency. You know, they signed Leo Kamara to a four-year deal. They signed Valtteri Philbler to a one-year deal. They signed Tom Kunuckle to a one-year deal. They got Matty Martin back in a trade from Toronto. He's got one year left after this season. You know, thank God. I never want to see Matty Martin go. I love Matty Martin to death. And they signed Robin Leonard to a one-year deal. You know, to be honest, these moves didn't look all that good going into the season. But, you know, a lot, I mean, a lot of people still talk bad about Leo Komarov. You know, come on, stop disrespecting Uncle Leo. You know, Leo Komarov, he's not a goal scorer. He's just not a goal scorer. You know, he's a gritty hockey player. He comes to play. He does what he can. But he's not a goal scorer. You know what I mean? He's just not a goal scorer. Now, Terry Filpola, that was a sign that kind of shocked me, to be honest. I actually had a lot of high hopes for him, and he was really good. He definitely lived up to those high hopes. You know, Filpola, they signed to a one-year deal, like I said. And, you know, this is actually his best season in a long time, Filpola. I think we scored the most goals in, like, a long time. I know he's out right now. I think if the Islanders do get to the second round, he'll come back. You know, he was good, Philpo, this season. You know, I had high hopes for him, and he definitely he definitely lived up to it. You know, um, going to Tom Kuhnuckle as well, it's like, well, they signed him from one, a one-year deal. I don't think he'll be back here next season. Same for Philpo, I don't think he'll be back next season as well. You know, a lot of people really shit on Kuhnuckle a lot. To be honest, I like Tom Kuhnuckle. A lot of people hate on him so much. I don't get it. Why do you guys hate Tom Kunuckle so much? Let me ask you guys that. My fellow Islander fans, why do you guys hate Kunuckle? You know, you have to put Kunuckle on a line where it fits him. Obviously, him and Barzell didn't fit. It just doesn't fit like that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he... I don't know why you guys hate him so much. I, I mean, I like Tom Kunuckle, but whatever. I think he's a good player. and He's come to play this season. He's got a few goals on his belt, so he's played good, in my opinion. You know, he's another gritty hockey player as well. He's not like Komarov, but, like, you know, Komarov's very different. Komarov just, he's all over and everything. And I wouldn't say Kunakl is either, but, you know, Komarov's better than Kunakl, obviously. And getting to Matty Martin, getting him back. Matty Martin had a really good season this year. You know, I was very happy to get him back. Once I heard that, I was like, I was so happy to be honest, just have Matty Martin back on this team. Because I love Matty Martin to death. Oh my God, like that—that that just like that warmed my heart to see Matty Martin get traded back to the Islanders. You know, it felt so good. I was like, "Thank God, Matty Martin's back." And he's had a good season. He, you know, he's got a few goals under his belt as well. You know, he's come to play like always, like he always has. Love this guy. And then Robin Lena, Robin Lena, what a fucking season this man has had. You know, first. In his first game as an Islander on October 8th against the San Jose Sharks, got a 4-0 shutout win. He was the first New York Islanders goaltender in history in his first start to get a shutout. That is amazing. And he was phenomenal that game. I think he had like almost maybe like 30 saves or whatever it was, you know. But that was phenomenal from Robin Lena. You know, he really had a good season this year. You know, he really didn't turn it on until, like, you know, 
I would say December. I wouldn't, you know, like, I wouldn't say he turned it on to like December. You know, I think after they played Arizona in December, I think that's when Robin Leonard turned it on. Because, you know, like, you know, he has injuries, you know, he was pretty banged up a little bit. I think that's when he was like fully healthy, fully healthy, sorry. <laughs> Fucking tired over here, just gotta, you know, wake up a little bit. Should drink some coffee for doing this. That's when he was fully healthy, I would say, after the Arizona game. And, you know, he was great throughout the rest of the way. You know, he had a few shutouts as well. He almost had a shutout tonight against the Sabres, you know. They scored, I think, in the last five minutes against him. So, it would be nice to see Leonard get a shutout against his former team. But, you know, he was really good this season, Robin Leonard. I wasn't really high on him when the Islanders, you know, signed him. I was like... <sighs> I was like, okay. I was like, okay, okay. He's a good goaltender. Or he's like a decent goaltender, but like, how is he going to play? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, uh, I don't know about this guy. But he proved me wrong. Just like I could say, like, um, I don't know who that, who, well, I could say Leo Komarov proved me wrong because I had a lot of low expectations. I expected him to be horrible. I, obviously, you guys. A lot of you guys don't like him still. But I think he's really good, to be honest. Not a goal scorer. He's just not a goal scorer. But Robin Leonard really proved me wrong. He really did. Like, wow. What a season, though, you think of it. What a season. You know, Brock Nelson's had a career-high season. Anders Lee's had another great season. You know, Barzell's kind of been up and down a little bit. Like, he only had, like, three goals, I think, after, like, the month of November. But, you know, he's had his games where he, he's on. You know, he's had a few games where he's off. You know what I mean? You know, I feel like he does need to shoot the puck a little bit more. You know, you know this team, what this team needs, they need this mentality. Shoot first and ask questions later. That's, what you, that's the mentality you got to have. You know, I'm speaking to you, Josh Bailey. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, you know. Bailey had a career year last season. This year he was kind of he was kind of meh in my opinion. You know I've never really been a big fan of Josh Bailey. Just never really have to be honest. I feel like he's an average hockey player, but you know when he comes to play, he comes to play. That's for anyone when they step on the ice, or a football field, or a basketball court, or the baseball diamond. You come to play, you come to play. Those they'll there'll be games where you come to play, and of course there'll be games where you're not going to come to play. That's in every sport. Um, so what was I going to say next about the Islanders? But also getting right back to Robin Lena, and also he had a competition in Thomas Grice. And Thomas Grice, let me be honest with you, after the 2015-2016 season, I was the biggest Thomas Grice hater. And it's not because they lost to Tampa Bay. It was because the last two seasons, Grice was getting like, um... Like he was getting a lot of starts and everything. I can understand why. It's because I remember Yaroslav Halak was doing horrible in the 16-17 season. He got sent down to Bridgeport. And it was mostly just Grice in there because, you know, J.F. Barube was the backup and he was terrible. And I can understand, you know, Grice was getting burnt out. But I was hating on him a lot. I was like, oh, my God, this fucking guy Grice is terrible. Including last season. Well, last season he wasn't really getting burnt out there. Him and Yaro had, like, their share of games, but I was like, oh, man, was I giving it to Grice? Even, like, sometimes this season I gave it to him. Like, early on in the season, I have gave it to Grice. Like, I've gotten mad at him. But he's proved me wrong this year because, you know, this is, like, a big comeback year from Grice. 
And I definitely think the goaltender starting the playoffs will definitely be Leonard. You know, but Grice had a really good season. You know, I'll give him that. He played really good. You know, he proved me wrong. You know, I remember, like, in the first game of the season, he played really good. I think he had, like, definitely had, to have like, over 40 saves, I think. You know, he's had a few of his shutouts. And same for Leonard. I think there's, like, I think they got the most shutouts combined by, you know, with a team, the Islanders. I think they have, like, 10. 10 or 11, I think. Or I think today, or I think, yeah, I think 10 or 11, whichever one. You know, they're in double digits, is all I know. But what a great season. What a great season. You know, I would say the worst player on this team, I hate to be rude, it is Andrew Ladd. He is the worst player on this team. He's basically the Jacoby Ellsbury of hockey. I hate to say that because I did like Andrew Ladd in his first season with the Islanders. And I feel bad for him, you know, rest up, buddy. I know he tore his ACL against the Coyotes on Sunday or last Sunday. You know, I feel bad for him. I'm just saying he is the worst player on this team. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. It's just the truth. You know, I I was ho- I had some high hopes for him, like that he would be really good. You know, maybe next season he comes back and he plays good, which I would hope, but who knows, to be honest. Who knows, to be honest, right there. But, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of these guys stepped up this season. You know, when Thomas Hickey went down on defense, you know, Devon Tabes came up and this kid's a stud, Devon Tabes. This kid is amazing. Defenseman of the future for the Islanders right here. He'll be on the first line of defense real soon. Give him a couple more seasons. As long as Letty's there, Letty's still going to be on that first defensive line unless Letty really crumbles and Tabes is just like, fuck you, I'm taking your spot easily. And, you know, Ryan Pollock too. Ryan Pollock is a stud. Ryan Pollock is a stud. They need to give him a long-term contract. That's like that's what I would do. I give him a long term contract. Tabes I give a while to because it's his first NHL season. Give him like two more years. Like Pollock's proven himself. Or maybe give Tabes another year. Let him prove himself more next season, which I I know he will. You know he's got speed. He's almost like Letty. Like he's got he's defenseman with very good speed. But he does shoot more. He doesn't like pass like Letty most of the times. Like Tabes does shoot the puck. That was something that his first NHL goal was in overtime at the Coliseum against Chicago. Like, that was something. That's always a good memory right there when your first NHL goal is in overtime. But, um, what a team. It's what a team. Had no expectations for this team this year, to be honest. Like, I didn't expect them to, like, like, with low expectations, I mean, I didn't, like, have low expectations like they'd be in, like, last place. You know what I mean? I expected they would just be, like, maybe, like, Maybe close to last place, but not as close. Maybe like 11th or 12th in the conference is how I felt. But I knew with new management on this team, this team was going to make some noise. Didn't seem like it, but they definitely, you know, they definitely are going to make some. They definitely did make some noise. And they definitely will make some noise in the playoffs. But it all comes down now to free agency next season or going into the offseason. Like, Jesus Christ, I'm fucking up a little bit here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, going to the offseason, the Islanders are going to have their few share of free agents. We'll start off right here with Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, Robin Lena, Jordan Eberle, Valtteri Filpola, and Tom Kunako. So, obviously, I... Well, here, let's see. I don't think they'll re-sign Filpola or Kunako, in my opinion. 
Actually, well, Filippo they might for center depth because that kid Otto might not be ready in the minors. Or unless they give him a shot next season. Unless they, or unless they give Tanner Fritz a spot next season. You know, Tanner Fritz actually is pretty good, to be honest. But other than that, well, yeah, I still don't think they'll resign Filippo. Kunakal, I don't think they'll need him. I don't think they'll need Kunakal unless they really need him as an extra. But, you know, he is a good player. He deserves to play at least a little bit more. Um, I don't think Lucas Spees will be there because I forgot about him. You know, he's a defense extra. Unless the Islanders just re-sign him to be an extra. Just in case someone gets hurt. But again, Spiza. A lot of people shit on Spiza, which I can understand. But I think he just needs to play. Like, he was good in Vancouver and he was good last year in Vegas. You know, he's proven he could play in this league. You know, but, eh. With the Islanders, he played like shit. I will be honest. I will be honest there. Let's see, who else? Anyone else free agents? Tom, is Grice? No, Grice isn't a free agent. Grice is still with the team next year. So, I believe, yeah, they definitely have to re-sign Leonard. Definitely got to re-sign Lee. And definitely re-sign Nelson. You know, everybody's getting red hot right now. So, a lot of people, a lot of people might be saying, oh, how come you haven't said re-sign Everbilly? Well, you have a choice. You have a choice right here. And I'll leave it up to you guys. Like, you guys can debate about it. Would you rather re-sign Everly or would you rather sign Breadman, you know? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Terry Panarin. I think I said his name right. I think I did. From the Blue Jackets because he's a free agent. He's really good. So you have to think, do you want Breadman or do you want Everly? Like, to be honest, I'm kind of feeling like I would want to re-sign Everly right now, even though I have talked about that I want Breadman. But now I'm sold on re-signing Everly. So, I hope they do that. You know, if they do, like, four of those moves right there, that's huge. You know what I mean? And what I mean by four of those moves, I mean, like, either, like, re-sign Eberle or go after Breadman. But, no, Lee and Nelson. Like, I would say Lee Nelson and Leonard have to be your main priorities. You know, with Eberle, I don't. I feel like he should be a main priority, you know, but I don't feel like he is when you compare him to, like, Lee Nelson and Leonard. Because I feel like those three guys are your top priorities. Because Lee's the captain, and Nelson's having a career year, and Leonard's having a career year at goaltending. You know, Everly, he scores 20 goals, like, every season. I think he has, like, 18 now. So he scores 20 goals every season. Like, whoop de do. Like, we get it. I'm not trying to sound like an Everly hater because I'm not. I'm like, I like Jordan Everly, but you know what I mean. You guys know where I'm coming from. I'm not trying to hate on the guy, but... Like, let's see what else. Um, I hope they do re-sign Everly. But, you know, if, if you don't, then you got to sign Breadman. You know, I remember I was talking about the Islanders, like, should sign Duchesne. But this is, like, a couple months ago. I'm not sold on Duchesne now. You know, I was kind of sold on him. But, you know, I'm like, you know what? Fuck Duchesne. We got Brock Nelson. We got Anders Lee. What the fuck do we need Duchesne for? Like, he's a good player, but I don't feel like he would fit with the Islanders. I just don't want him now. If they were to get him, I'd get kind of mad. I, w- I don't want Duchesne. Just, you know, stick with what you got. Resign Nelson, resign Lee, resign Leonard, resign Emily if you can. If not, then you sign Breadman. But uh, getting, getting away from free agency. Getting away from free agency. You know, this team could definitely make a lot of noise in the playoffs. They definitely could. You know, if they get home advantage for the first round, which it looks like they might. 
It looks like they might. If they get home advantage for the playoffs, that's huge in the first round. That is just huge. It'd be huge if they go up 2 nothing in the first round, no matter whether it's at home or on the road. That's got to be a priority. You can't think of the series being tied 1-1. You have to think about going up 2-0. But, um... That's what I believe. You got to think about going up 2-0 in the playoffs. In the first round. Which the Islands haven't done in so long. Like, you know... I could say, like, I think it's like every round since the 0-1-0-2 season when they've been in the playoffs, going to game three... It's been tied one to one because I remember back in oh one oh two they went to game three down two to uh they went down two zero, but since then when they've made the playoffs in the first round or any round you know they made the second round back in fifteen sixteen season, going into game three it's always been one to one. So you have to make that your priority to go up two zero. And I believe the Islands will they win the cup? Well, I shouldn't say I shouldn't get too far ahead. Because I'm gonna say no. I believe they could definitely make noise in the playoffs, but the Stanley Cup, that's very questionable. That's very questionable. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I want to be like, oh, yeah, they'll definitely win the Cup, or they have a shot. They do have a shot because they're in the playoffs. So any team that makes the playoffs has a shot. But I don't think they'll get to the Cup, to be honest. Like, I just don't feel it. I believe they'll get past the first round. I I believe they'll make it to the Conference Finals. It depends who they play in the Conference Finals. It depends who they play. That I believe they'll get there. You know, I know it's not, I know that kind of sounds a little too far ahead, but I believe they can get there. The cup, I just don't see it. But that would be something. That that would be some season though. Just imagine losing John Tavares and then winning the Stanley Cup. You think of that story. That'll be a story for decades to hear. Maple Leaf fans would never hear the end of it, and I would love it because you know, fuck Maple Leaf fans. Those pieces of shit over there in Toronto. Fuck them all. Fucking maple leaf pieces of shit. But this has been some season. Like, this has been so fun. This has been so fun. I haven't had this much fun since they, the last two seasons they made the playoffs back in the 14, 15, and 15, 16 season. And some of you might be like, well, how come not the 2012, 2013 season? Well, that season they were very up and down. The 14, 15 season and the 15, 16 season, they actually had, like, good winning records. You know what I mean? In the 2012-2013 season, there was the lockout that year. So that year was, like, very, like, you know, kind of shaky. You know what I mean? But the other other two times they made it to the playoffs, you know, you know what I mean? Like, they had actually good seasons. If you catch my drift, like, they played really good. Like, that 2012-2013 season, they were kind of, like, you know, up and down, up and down, up and down. But I got to admit, the 15-16 season, when they beat Florida, that was such a really good playoff series. Like, that was fun. Actually, you know, every time, they, every time I've seen them make the playoffs, you know, the first rounds have been fun. You know, I don't remember the 06-07 ones, like that first round against Buffalo. I don't remember that. I've seen the highlights, of course, of that, but I don't remember, like, remember watching it live. But I remember that Pittsburgh series was really crazy back in 2012-2013, like, I remember, I, I remember I missed game three. That that game they lost five to four in overtime. I remember I missed that game for Iron Man 3, which is one of the worst movies in Marvel history, Iron Man 3. It was actually the worst Iron Man movie of the trilogy because it fucking sucked. I was like, I really missed game three for this. But then they won game four, which is actually really cool. 
They did lose a series, but what are you going to do? In the 2014-2015 season, when they made it to the playoffs, you know, that series against Washington went to seven. That was pretty fun. Especially when the trader won in game three. Like, that was something. All right, actually, let me not call him a trader. I'll call him Tavares. I'll be respectful. I'll call him a trader on Twitter, like I always do. Or I'd say it to his face. People say, like, oh, you wouldn't say it to his face. I would say it to his fucking face. Say, you're a fucking traitor. Fuck you. Because what's he going to do? He ain't going to do nothing. Fuck him. But, you know, when Tavares did score the game-winning goal in game three and, you know, that overtime against Washington, that was pretty crazy. Like, that was really fun. I remember I was jumping up and down, like, oh, my God. Yeah, but they lost that series, you know. You know, that one hurt. But the 15-16 season was crazy, though. The first season at Barkley Center, I think they had, like, the most points. I think that was, like, their most points in, like, a long time. Since, like, 3 4 where they had, like, the most points. I don't know if it was, like, at home or it was just in the season. Which is very weird. Like, their first season at Barclays was pretty fun. I think it went, like, six games that year, and they won all six. Would have liked to go on against Florida. That would have been nice, because that was a really good series. Like, that was something. I think there was, like, like how many games went to overtime? I think, like, three games. Game three, game five, and game six. Like, that was really fun. But then, you know, they didn't make it to the second round. First time in 23 years. Yeah, they lost to Tampa. I remember they won game one against Tampa. I was like, holy shit. Like, here we go. But after that, it just all fell apart. They definitely should have won game three and game four. You know, I'll admit they definitely deserve to lose game two and game five. But game three and game four, they should have won. Then they'd be up 3-2 going into game six. And I believe they would have finished them off. And the question is, would they have beaten Pittsburgh? Well, that's, you know, who knows? Because in 2012-2013 season, they would have beaten Pittsburgh. I think they would have played Ottawa. If they would have beaten Washington the 14-15 season, we would have gotten the Rangers. That would have been nice. I always want that Rangers-Islanders playoffs. You know, last time that happened, I think it was like in 93-94. The Rangers did sweep us because that was the year they won the cup. The last time they won the cup. You know, it took them 54 years to win a fucking cup. Nicely done. <laughs> but the Islanders, we run New York right now. Even though we don't consider ourselves in New York, you know, we run New York now. We're the real hockey team of New York. We have been for a very long time. Oh, but oh man, this is going to be a crazy ride in the playoffs. I can't wait for fucking to have like many heart attacks in the fucking playoffs. I'm pretty sure I'm going to feel a lot of that. I'm going to feel a lot of anxiety and stress, but I won't feel that till like April 10th. I think the playoff starts. Like, I don't know. I think that's when the playoffs does start. On April 10th, I wouldn't know if the Islands would play that day. They probably would play either that day or the 11th they would play. Depends how, like, the playoff, you know, format looks, you know. Man, I would really like to go to an Islands playoff game. That'd be nice. I know this, pod, this episode's been going on for a long time. But, you know, this is I wanted, to make, I wanted to make a long episode. You know, I'm going to do the same thing, too, if the Brooklyn Nets make the playoffs. Like, do a nice, you know, clinching video or clinching episode, you know what I mean? Talk a little, you know, talk a lot about them. But what a team. Just loving this team since I was born. Like, to be honest, I really didn't start watching the Islanders mostly until I was like, uh, how old was I? Like, eight? Like, the 08 09 season, which one was one of the worst seasons I definitely experienced being an Islanders fan. But that's when I started watching, like, permanently. Like, it was almost like every night I was watching. And that season was bad. I think, like, Jan Danese. Peter Menino, Joey McDonald with the goaltenders that year. 
who the fuck was the captain? Fucking Bill Guerin was captain. And then Doug Way became the captain the next season. Like, that was something. When you think of it, but it was horrible. <laughs> like, it was it was freaking terrible just watching that team. But, of course, when you're eight years old, you know, you fucking think everything's, like, good, I guess, you know. Or you fucking just start crying when the fucking team loses every time. Oh, my God, I used to fucking cry so much when the team lost when I was young. <laughs> I used to be fucking, I used to get so pissed. I used to get, like, so upset and mad. Like, I would fucking, like, throw hissy fits. I would be, like, so mad. Jesus Christ, I would never get, I don't get like that anymore. Thank God. I haven't got like that, like, since I was fucking, I don't know, maybe, like, 13. You know, I've learned to accept, like, you know, the team loses, the team loses. You gotta accept it. Man. But just, like, I think my first game I went to was when I was, like, seven, I think. It was against Toronto, and I think Mike Comrie had an overtime winning goal. I don't think I stayed for the overtime, but I don't think I stayed for the overtime, but I was I was there for that game. But the second game I definitely remember when Sean Bergenheim got a hat trick. Like that was really crazy to be honest. That was awesome. Man. There's a lot of great memories. This this season has just been one of the most memorable seasons. Who would have thought back in like the 0809 season, a young me, or actually no, a future me. Going to see young me and say, hey, Lewis, or hey, LJ. You know, you're going to be LJ Talks Facts in 2019. I'm pretty sure the 8-year-old me would be like, what the, what the fuck is that? You know, like, however I used to speak when I was little, I used to be a fucking squeaker. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like a future me going there and saying the New York Islanders are going to have a historic season in the 2018-2019 season, you know, they're going to lose their franchise player on July 1st of 2018 and they're going to have a you know, they're going to have a historic season without him and you know, they might go all the way in the playoffs. And I'm pretty sure the 8-year-old me would say you're fucking lying. Or like you're lying, like you know, it's not going to happen, but it has happened. And I might not, like, sound like I'm all, like, excited and everything. Well, I am tired and I'm just trying to get through this and everything because I wanted to do this for you guys because I love you guys. But I am very happy. You should see me three hours ago how much I was, how much, ha- how happy I was to see this team clinch. Felt good. Felt very good. I almost feel like shedding uh, a few tears. Because I almost got so emotional. Like, it just feels good. Uh, it just feels good. You know, it just feels good. Sorry for the yawn right there. You know, excuse me. But it just feels good. But I do believe this team can go pretty far in the playoffs. You know, I loved what I saw from this team this season. Just loved it. Loved everything I saw. You know, they had their ups and downs. Definitely had their ups and downs. I I would say, like, their best month was January. Like, their worst month had to be... Damn, that's kind of hard to say which was their worst month. I don't want to say this month because this is the month they clinched, but they were pretty bad this month. They were up and down a lot. Actually, in October, they weren't that good. I don't know what to say what their worst month was. Let's just go from mid-February to like... Sorry, not mid-February, like late February to like early March. Because I could say, you know, or like early this month. Because mid, mid this month, they kind of turned it on. You know what I mean? Like, even though they got shut out three times this month. Or was it three times this month? Yeah. They got shut out three times this month. You know, they still had a a pretty good month. You know what I mean? And I like what I've seen these last two games from them against Winnipeg and um, 
Buffalo, like they went down two nothing against Winnipeg. I was fucking getting so mad down two nothing. I wasn't throwing his. I wasn't throwing a hissy fit. I was just pissed. Like I was like, oh my god, but they came back. You know, once they made that comeback, you know they were shooting the puck a lot more. That's uh, that's the mentality you gotta have. Shoot first and ask questions later. Just like tonight against Buffalo, they looked really good. You know they were shooting the puck. They started off the game like out shooting Buffalo eleven to one. I was like, that's what I like to see. I understand it's Buffalo. It's a team that's not gonna make the playoffs. Like I understand that, but you gotta do that against playoff teams. Obviously, you gotta do that against Toronto on Monday. Definitely have to do that. You know, prove yourself. And of course, against Washington next Saturday. And they do that Florida and they two they should be. But every it's like it's weird. Since they beat Florida in the playoffs, they've been kicking our ass since then. Like it's like it's almost like revenge, like for beating them. Well, you know, I'm very happy about this team. Jesus, 40 minutes this episode was. Holy cow. Oh, oh my God. The longest episode ever. Let's see if the Brooklyn Nets, if they make the playoffs, so that clinching video will be long. Like, that's if they make the playoffs. Let's see how long that video will be. I'll try to... I'm not going to try to break it. Well, actually, if I do, then I do. Then, I, you know, then that's fine. But... Thank you guys for listening. I hope you listened to the whole episode. I hope you haven't like... Well, I mean, if you do fast forward a little bit because you want to see me get to the points and stuff. I'm just trying to explain the story and everything. I've kind of like, you know, memories I've had as a child being an Islanders fan. Trying to share with you guys, you know, trying to touch some memories that you guys have had as well as Islander fans. Or, or hockey fans, you know, memories that you guys have had as hockey fans. Because I'm pretty sure some of the, I'm pretty sure I'll have some Islander fans listen to this. But there might be some fans that aren't Islander fans like that are hockey fans. You know what I mean? Try to touch on the memories. But uh, I really do hope you guys enjoy this video. This is my longest episode ever in my uh, LJ Talks Facts podcast history right now. Let's see if that if the Nets do make the playoffs. If that, um, it will be broken. Like, we'll see. But I'm very happy for, for my New York Islanders right here. You know, I couldn't be more proud. I feel like a proud father right now. Like, I'm so happy. I'm ready to see this team in the playoffs. You know, I'm ready to have my mini heart attacks like I always do when I'm watching. Oh, my God. But I'm ready. And I hope you guys are, too. This team's going to make a lot of noise in the playoffs. You know, there's still people saying that they're going to be first round exits and everything. I'm like, okay, whatever. It doesn't even bother me. You know, it doesn't even bother me. People are just going to keep talking this shit and everything. But then if the when the Islands go far in the playoffs, like, what are people going to say? And I didn't say they're going to win the Cup. I said they're going to get far in the playoffs. That, that means they can get beat in the third round, which I believe that will happen. You know, I hate to make that prediction, but I don't think they're going to make the Cup. Because if they would have to play Tampa in the third round, I don't see them beating Tampa. I don't see them beating Tampa. You know, even though Tampa does choke in the playoffs, I just don't see them doing that. I'm sorry. Like, I hate to do that. I hate to say that, but that's what I believe. But maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll be wrong, and maybe the Islanders will make the cup, and maybe they will win it all. That would be crazy. And I would go insane if that happened, in a good way. I would probably be running around, running around my neighborhood, all fucking jumping up and down, which I would love to do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I actually will be doing, like, a video. Me and my, me and my boy, MGJ, is going to record me uh, talking about the Islanders and post on my Instagram and post on Facebook and Twitter. Like, you guys will see it. You know, talking about like talking about the Islanders, like how they said we don't belong here, we weren't gonna get this far and everything. You guys will if you guys follow me, you guys know who I am, you'll see it. But alright guys, I hope you guys enjoy this very long episode.
very, very long episode. Hope you guys really enjoy it. Let's go Islanders. The strive for five starts now. Have a good night. I will talk to you real soon. I don't know. What, okay, I'm not even going to say when the next episode will be. I'll talk to you guys real soon. You guys will see the next episode whenever. Talk to you guys soon.